the morning of September 11th, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th, 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her. And her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And 
They took the babies out of the incubators. And mobile production facilities. And the rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never, ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is straight. Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So yeah, the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm a mile. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about an owl like that. I'll slap the dog shit out. That's the Joe Show Thursday, six to nine on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com.
Yet another Tuesday. It is the first 52 with Sean Raz on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Tuesday, November 3rd. What the hell has happened to this year? I can't believe it's already November 3rd. I mean, it's going to be Christmas and New Year's and it's going to be 2016. What the hell's going on here? I don't know. Time just seems to be... Moving faster and faster and faster actually makes you wonder if time is even a real thing. Maybe it's just all a big joke. Maybe it's not. It's just all a dream. It's not really happening. You're not listening to me right now. (laughs) I feel good this week. I feel energized. I don't feel sick anymore. I'll tell you what, that was a lot of work getting through that that sickness. Uh, But definitely, definitely, definitely feel a hell of a lot better, and I'm glad to be here with you guys on a Tuesday night. So many different things to, to talk about. You know, trying to put one show a week together. You do one show a week, all right? It's very, very difficult to really to really get everything lined up the way you want it to be. To be able to, to, be able to cover everything that you've seen that past week. You know, when I turn this mic off on Tuesday night after I'm done talking with you guys, more things happen from that point forward. Things continue to happen. They don't stop happening. So, you know, I, I, Tuesday night, I, I have new things I want to talk about. And then Wednesday, I have new things I want to talk about. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I try to take Saturdays and Sundays a little easy. And then Monday. And then we got Tuesday again. And it's amazing how much happens each one of these days. So to put the one show together, a two-hour show once a week, and cover everything you want to cover, it's, it's difficult. Uh, we got some vaccine talk tonight. We have some uh, a Russian airliner crash talk tonight. Uh, we have maybe who might have been involved with it. Who might have helped plot it? If it was a plot, maybe it's just an accident. Marijuana talk, you know, we always got to throw the marijuana talk in there every once in a while. And then this random shit just all over the place. So we're going to try to cut. Oh, and a big thing, as you guys know, last week, and we're going to play the review, and I'm going to tell you why. Why I feel I want. But I... I I sent a clip of my show, and, you know, they, they, they shit on it a little bit, and that's okay. I can deal with that. It doesn't hurt. I, I still won in my matter. And when we get to that, well, we're not going to play that right this second, but we're going to get to it soon. And when we play that, I'm curious to see if other people see how I won. And I'm not going to stop. I'm going to send another one, and I'm going to send another one, and I'm going to send another one until I get my point proven, or at least I continue to do what I did with this review. And I was proud of myself with it. I was very happy with the results. Uh, also tonight, we will, you know, I got the lines open. I don't have any guest book. If there's something, you know, you got to bug up your butt that you want to talk about, uh, you want to tell me I'm wrong, Buzzy, sit tight. 
please. I'm not ready to talk with you yet tonight. But anybody else wants to give a call, 941-421-0401, and we can chat. Remember, I do have a lot of stuff to cover, though. So get to your point. Hopefully it's along with what we're talking about. You know, where do I start? I got... I don't want to. I guess I should start with that. That's probably the easiest place to start. Uh, I what I want to do is I, I want to play the review that that I went through this past week. Ah, hello, North Korea or Republic of Korea, joining us here on on Raz Radio Live and Ra, uh, Radio Free Blood. Interesting. It's always nice to see. I've I've seen some new addresses, some new uh, some new countries. Listening in on on Raz Radio Live, so it's nice to see that I'm, I'm reaching across the pond, as people might say, around the globe. So this past week, Friday, uh, I, I I have a guilty pleasure. One of my guilty pleasures is Bubba the Love Sponge. If you don't know who Bubba the Love Sponge is, um, I, I don't know. If you like shock jock radio, if you like some comedy and some fun stuff, uh, he's worth listening to. That that's my guilty pleasure. That's my get up in the morning and get ready for work and get my first few hours of work going with some fun. Well, they were doing this thing called the Unsigned Band Review. And during the review, they would review bands, obviously. Bands that weren't signed to anybody. And I, they're running short on bands, I'm guessing, is what happened here. So I'm not going to argue about that because it helped me out. Uh, and they, they started calling out to people who have podcasts or internet radio shows. Or maybe you do stand-up comedy. And they called out for those people to send in their clips to be reviewed. Well, me not being afraid to step up and, and have myself belittled a little bit, maybe get something out, I sent a clip in. And I appreciate that they took the time to review it. And I'm proud of the review I got and why. And you guys will know why. Any second. <laughs> this is hard to do. I got actually like three buttons I got to hit at the same time to make sure this all works right for all parties involved. So here is the review of the of uh, the first fifty two on Bubba the Love Sponge. This was this past Friday. Uh, uh, here is the shorter monologue. Thanks for giving me the time and help. Hey guys, I'm sure that you uh, knew that I would jump on this deal as quickly as I possibly can. I am including a few different clips from my live podcast show. I do my show live Tuesday nights from six to eight, and then I upload it to the website called Raz Radio Live. Is this Raz? Yes. So this is, oh, Sean Raz. Yeah, Sean yeah. Raz. The first 50. Now, is the show called The First 52? Yeah, and I, I was trying to figure out what the meaning was, and then when I Googled The First 52, it's uh, the first part of the, like, Constitution. Oh, okay. So Raz calls uh, this uh, the I'm first. turned off already. The first, <laughs> this is called The First 50. The, they're called The First 52, mm-hmm. and they're monologuing about Muslims. Right? Yeah. All right, hold on. This is another podcast. As I sit and watch everything going on, what's going on in the world around us, it, it just, it really bothers well, me What's so funny? I just, it's, it's the way Raz, it just is delivery. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at it because what? he's doing the pauses. It, I'm just already laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, are we antagonizing the extreme Muslims to attack us by being dicks? I mean, that's really what, what people are being is dicks. They're asking for problems. You know, we have this thing in this country called free speech. It's a wonderful thing we have. But everybody must realize that free speech may lead to consequences. You may anger a group of people. Well, listen, Raz, this is the best you got. 
I mean, hey, this is Raz in the first 52 podcast. I got a couple little hot freaks here. Trixie, say hi. Hi. I mean, there's so many great things you can do. Oh, isn't he more of a political? Yes, kind but, of, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's not even any pizzazz in this. Yeah, yeah it should be a little more animated. Happen. Now, is there retaliation to their anger? <laughs> Anybody, any kook cannot like the government and be right or left or be, you know, uh, have a, mon- a monologue about, you know, political type situations. But that is so not original. And that's what I, you know, I call it angry white guy radio. That's what conservative talk is called. Angry white guy radio. <laughs> it's what it is. Yep. And, and, and that they're so, I mean, I off the top of my head, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Will Cow, which I love Will Cow, by the way, but I mean, you know, everywhere you turn, and then each local guy, Manson, each local market has about four or five of these guys. Yeah, but he does take a different stance. You know, his point of view is different. He's more of Well, a, he needs to get to it. Acceptable? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Well, All right, then how's he feel about Muslims? Because he should have, within the first 15 seconds, have already knocked that over my head, right? I mean, he should have said, like, you know, if he thinks Muslims are stupid, he should have, hey, this is uh, Raz Ready of the first 52. And I got to tell you, man, everybody kisses the Muslims' ass around here, but I'm tired of it. Uh, it's he's ridiculous. Say, he, he's saying that we're, it's called blowback. What we're doing over in the Middle East is what causes all these I attacks. agree. Yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree, Manson, that this is blowback. So why don't you... You want it to be more life, though, well, is what you're Blowback saying. on Xanax is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I want blowback on crank. Exactly. I want blowback on ice. Blowback on meth. Angel dust. Go out with Ned and do two big guardrails across the glove box deal and come in there and say, hey, it's the first 52, Raz with you. And I got to tell you something right now. I mean, I guess it's just your inflection and yeah. your delivery. I mean, I, 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 could, I don't even know what the guy's talking about, but just based on what Manson told me, it goes a little something like this. And you <laughs> can be way over the top. You're like, let me tell you something, man. We sit here and make fun of all the stinky-ass Muslims and praise Allah and all this kind of stuff. But you know what? We got it coming to us. We as a country have it coming to us because when you go over there and blow their goats up and Uncle Elbud, and they want to – then at that, they are indoctrined to hate us as a country. So their little kids, when they see Uncle Elbud get blowed up and they're six, they, the first minute they can learn to shoot an AK-47 and they see a U.S. soldier, blam, they're going to kill that guy. You got me hooked. Because we're in the, their backyard screwing around, whereas if we were home, we wouldn't be getting all this blow-by, this Muslim blow-by, if you will. And quite blow frankly, back. what's that? Blow-back. Blow 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 we wouldn't be getting all this Muslim blow <laughs> So then you got people correct you when you get so beside yourself. We got all this. No fly-by, guys. We got, we got all this Muslim blowback, and quite frankly, we deserve it. We are, we are absolutely deserving of all this blowback. It was the worst military strategy in history. Yeah. But, Manson, I think that somebody's animated and over the top instead of this, instead of, instead of Xanax delivery. Why would we poke at somebody? You know, as I watch everybody making their comments on... Uh, I love... Listen, Raz, let me just say this. I love the, the, the content, but one, it takes too long to get me to the payoff, and two, your delivery is just Xanax-fueled. It <laughs> sucks, Raz. He wants it to punch that's, him right in the face. It's what all punch him in the face with information, do. Raz. Punch him right but in the face. But that's what all good... I mean, Rush Limbaugh's got a certain amount of punch to him, right? Yeah, you oh, get, I mean, yeah. Bill you get O'Reilly. Jack with information. Bill O'Reilly's got a punch to him. Glenn Beck is such a charlatan that that's a punch in itself. Mm. I mean, so listen, Raz, I mean, I'm sorry. I got to give you a no for me, for my vote. <laughs> Manson, how about you? Uh, from what I heard, no. 25. I mean, I would say no, because yeah, you, it does need to be more, you know, if you're out there and you're sending in your, your podcast, you need to make sure 
that is something that you know Bubba's going to like. And you know Bubba. You know Bubba likes, you know, outrageous stuff. Rask. You know that he doesn't like long intros. You know that he doesn't like, you know, the monotone delivery. Get to he the likes, meat. Bubba yeah. likes meat. Yeah, yeah, he meat. likes the meat, and he <laughs> wants like it right away. He, lots of meat. Yeah, he does not like a setup. He does not like a middle. No salad, no appetizer. No. No. He, wants to, he wants the meat right then. I want you to plunge me with meat, not tip me. Don't tip me with meat. Plunge it. Plunge the meat. Plunge the meat now. Top I pop him. Top I pop him. Top I pop him. Plunge it. it. Plunge. Blam. Give me the pium pium within seconds. Top I popping. Top I popping. Top I popping. No, no top I popping. Blam <laughs> it. Plunge deep. Plunge meat. Say it. Top I pop. Raz, listen, buddy. I like you. And I know that, Raz. I know you know Shannon Burke. Shannon's our boy. He'll take he'll take you down to the biker bar, st- score you some meth, then do your radio show. After you've partied with Shannon a little bit, Shannon rolls like that, right, Ned? That's how Shannon rolls. Oh, yeah. But on the biker bar. Anyway, sorry, Raz. You're out of here. <clears throat> He'll be back. So that was my review. And, and like I said, I personally feel that I got a win in that situation. Yeah, I got some good review. Uh, I, I have some things I need to work on, and maybe you you can hear it tonight. I'm trying to be a little more upbeat. I'm trying to really just give you the information uh, and, and push it out there. So that's that was good for me. I learned something from that. So I'll take that criticism well. And like I said, I'll be back. And like 25 said at the end there, I'll be back. The other way I feel I won is they spent two and a half minutes almost talking about the Middle East and blowback, or as he liked to say, blow-by. That's a win. He's on 10 terrestrial stations throughout the country, out in Arizona, in Georgia, in, or South Carolina, He's five or six in Florida. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Colorado. So my message, my thoughts turned into a conversation on his show about my topic. That's a that's a positive win in my case. And I appreciate them doing that for uh, I see the guys over at uh, <laughs> the guys over on Jack Blood on, on Radio Free Blood there. They're like, who the hell is this? Who are these people? Uh, you know, Bubba the Love Sponge is a, a terrestrial guy. He's based out of Tampa. Uh, he's been around for a long time. He used to work with uh, Howard Stern. He used to be on Clear Channel, Mark. Yep. Uh, and like I said, that's my dirty pleasure. That's my escape from from reality. And they're funny. It's it's a good show. I enjoy it. There's some a lot of drama. There's a lot of uh, a, a lot of just crap that goes around with it, especially if you're in with them and you're, you're close to the guys. Uh, they're all my friends for the most part. So, like, you, when, when 25 was talking, he was kind of talking to me, I felt. So, not to get off that, I wanted to play that. You know, I want to uh, give them some promotion for giving me some promotion. And uh, I'm going to take their advice. I'm going to try to, to make a, a better show of what I like to talk about. And I'm going to continue to share my information to them as much as I feasibly can. Uh, we said we were going to talk about some vaccine stuff tonight. You know, if you've been listening to me for any period of time, you know I'm, I'm a, I got to use the terminology because it's the only way to describe it. I mean, I guess I could just say I'm a smart parent, but I'm an anti-vaxxer as far as mainstream media would be concerned. I don't believe in, in uh, vaccinating my child at this age. When he's seven. I still don't want him having vaccines. He's still developing. You know, the theory behind vaccine, the, the idea of the use of it, I can I can see how that makes a little sense. But me personally, for me and my family, I feel it makes it strong makes you stronger and a healthier person to allow your body to do what it needs to do. 
Uh, we all, especially Bloodside, we all know uh, Ben Swan. We've all followed, you know, I followed Ben Swan for years now, back when he was still in, uh, where was he, Cincinnati or whatever small town he was in before he went and did his own thing a year and a half, two years ago. Now he's back in a, a major market. And he did a really good reality check. And this goes along with a couple of the stories I have pulled up here. Now, let's keep in mind, all you have to do is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know MMK. Bub Army, me too. I liked hearing it, sweetie, so don't worry. I was not offended by it. Um, where was I? See, I get sidetracked all the time. It's very easy. Uh, if you read the insert, it tells you what's wrong. So, you know, let's not start with Ben. With ben. Let's start with this young girl uh, from October here, this, this month alone, who had a flu shot. Like any nine-year-old, Brianna Browning is most happy when she's moving. To run, jump, play in the sand, play with her animals, uh, anything a nine-year-old would love to do. She hasn't moved like that, her parents say, in almost two weeks. It's horrible. It kills us. The fourth grader from Crystal Beach has been in a hospital bed since October 17th. Her parents say she got a flu vaccine two days before, and then her health went downhill. Eight hours later, she was profusely vomiting, and again Friday morning, and by Saturday she was paralyzed from the waist down, has seemed to went blind, totally blind, and it just seemed that she had a seizure. Doctors, they say, don't yet know what happened or why, but they point to one thing. But we know in our hearts this was the flu vaccine that made her ill. There are things that, that there are a lot of myths that are out there. Dr. Umar Shaw hasn't treated Brianna. He's the executive director of Harris County Public Health and Environmental Services, says flu shots are extremely safe and encourages everyone over the age of six months to get one. There can be reactions, he says, but they're mostly mild. There are some cases, very rare, that a flu shot has uh, a, a more severe reaction. We want other people to know. Brianna's parents are convinced she has fallen within that small group. It's just her nervous system is totally shut down. They're praying she'll recover. That's her sinking herself into the ground a little bit. So she can be herself again. See, and these are the things that we see with these vaccines happening, and, and you don't get a lot of attention on these stories when they happen because they don't want you to know about it. They don't want you to know that there's actually problems. Uh, Gillian Barre is probably what this girl has developed. Now, listen, it, it's rare, they say. Look at the facts. Look at the real numbers that's out there. I mean, that is a major problem. Uh, a, a report came out. When was this report from? Of course, I hate when they don't put dates. Why? Websites, please, put dates on all your stories. Or should, I shouldn't have to look to see when this is from. It should be right there in front of me. Oh, I'm sorry. It is right in front of me. <laughs> November 3rd. Sorry. This is from today. No, see, that's not true because I read this a couple days ago. See, don't, don't do that, guys. Get it right. Mississippi first in infant vaccine rates. It's also the highest in infant mortality rates. Hmm. I, I like one of the comments on, on this post when I posted this on Facebook. Somebody, uh, somebody posted, you know, I, actually it was my father-in-law, Salty Talk. Uh, he posted, uh, correlation does not equal causation. That's going to be the new mantra. Correlation, uh, correlation does not equal causation. Is that what they're going to be yelling and screaming? The, the pro-vaccine people, when, when they look at these numbers and they see that Mississippi ranks last among states in the U.S. with the highest infor, infor, 
infant mortality rate, and it has the highest number of vaccines. No correlation there, right? No connection at all that can be seen. Now, of course, you know, as the author of this admits, there, uh, you know, there are other factors, uh, poverty and and, uh, disease. You know, Mississippi is a, a poorer state. But then it makes you question. Mississippi is only one of two states that don't allow for personal or religious waivers. Another correlation. Uh, their vaccine rate is 99.7%. Is the headline of their newspaper. I wouldn't be living in Mississippi, i got to be honest with you. So last week, this ties all in together. Ben Swan did a, an incredible reality check where they discuss this. And, and, of course, people have come out with the, the news articles on this post saying, oh, well, you know, this has been debunked. Oh, this is not what happened. All right. You believe what you believe, and I believe what I want to believe. That's really, I guess, the only way it works out for all of us to, to be happy in the long run. Well, just days ago, over 100 protesters gathered outside of the CDC right here in Atlanta, demanding transparency when it comes to vaccines. So are these people conspiracy theorists, or do they have a good reason to be here? I promise, this is a reality check you won't see anywhere else. There's too much corruption, too much conflict of interest, and our children are paying the price. Well, it is an incredibly controversial subject, to say the least. But those protesters outside the CDC here in Atlanta say that the information being provided to the public about vaccines is not completely honest. And all of it hinges on one man. This guy right here, a scientist you've probably never heard of. That scientist's name is Dr. William Thompson. And it was on August 27th of 2014 that Dr. Thompson made an admission that got very little media coverage. But it was a major statement. That statement read in part, quote, I regret that my co-authors and I omitted statistically significant information in our 2004 article published in the journal Pediatrics. The omitted data suggested that African-American males who received the MMR vaccine before age 36 months were at increased risk for autism. Decisions were made regarding the findings of the report at the data was collected, and I believe that the final study protocol was not followed. So I'll tell you the significance of that statement in just a minute, but let's be clear here. Dr. Thompson did not come forward on his own. He released that statement I read to you only after he was secretly recorded by Dr. Brian Hooker. Now, once that happened, Thompson hired a whistleblower attorney, then turned over documents to Congress. Dr. Thompson still works, by the way, for the CDC. And a few weeks ago, I requested a sit-down interview with him. Dr. Thompson refused that request. Even though he wouldn't sit down with me, Thompson has claimed that he's handed over documents about this case to Congressman Bill Posey's office. Now, I spoke with the congressman's office about that, and the spokesman confirms to me that thousands of documents were handed over. But sources within that office tell me as many as 100,000 documents were actually handed over. Congressman Posey brought this information to the floor of Congress, and what he read there was nothing short of stunning. That authors of the study not only hid the actual findings, but attempted to destroy evidence. Quoting from Dr. Thompson, the authors of the study decided not to disclose to the public that African-American boys under 36 months were more susceptible to developing autism or autism-like symptoms from the MMR vaccine. The remaining four co-authors all met and brought a big garbage can into the meeting room and reviewed and went through all the hard copy documents that we had thought we should discard and put them in a huge garbage can. 
However, because I assumed it was illegal and would violate both FOIA and DOJ requests, I kept hard copies of all documents in my office and I retained all associated computer files. I believe we intentionally withheld controversial findings from the final draft of the pediatrics paper. So just in case you missed it there, Dr. Thompson, that statement, by the way, read into the congressional record, a CDC scientist and an author of the study in the journal Pediatrics that insisted there is no link between vaccines and autism, admits that he and other authors of that study left out information that was deemed controversial. Information that in some African-American male children who are given the MMR vaccine, the measles vaccine, before 36 months, did have an increased risk of autism and signs of autism. And that not only did the CDC hide that information, but that the authors of the study threw that evidence into a trash can and destroyed it. So what you need to know here is that there is so much hysteria over this subject. Now, why is it that you have to be all for vaccines given in all quantities at all times to all people or you're anti-vaccination? You know, vaccines probably have saved more lives on this planet than any other single medical advancement. You might know that. But what you might not know is that all vaccines in all quantities for all people are not safe. Every year, hundreds of children are injured by vaccines here in the United States. Since 1986, the United States government they have paid out $3 billion to the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, but raise even one question, just one, about why that is, and you get shouted down. That's Reality Check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. You know, and you, you watch these school shootings, and everybody gets in an uproar, and they want to take the guns, and they want to protect the schools more. But more children are injured or killed via vaccines than via school shootings but they don't want to talk about that they don't want to bring that reality to the front and those of you out there who are who are anti-vax and i hate to call it that who are smart parents let's let's go with that i think smart parents is better those of you out there who are smart parents i applaud you and i know it's challenging to deal with people to try to handle schools and doctors and and your neighbors and your kids friends and we all know the saying well if the vaccines work so well what are you worried about yes 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 and then there's always the 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 one in in five billion children that you know i know i'm exaggerating that uh can't be vaccinated of course the parents are super worried about them and and unfortunately those ones are ones that really should be vaccinated because they have a weak immune system but because their body's damaged they can't take it that should raise questions to you also. If your child can't take something because he's got a weakened immune system, why would you want to put that in any other child? You should never want to put that in a child. We'll see how this all plays out. There's a lot more information coming out on a lot of different things. It kind of seems like a kind of seems like the uh what are the, the snowball is is rolling down the hill and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger on many different fronts and not just vaccines on on many different fronts i think it's something we need to watch for i really honestly believe more things are coming to light that we just never really would have realized were there to begin with so let's make sure we're paying attention 
Let's make sure we continue to push and continue to give ideas and continue to speak what we believe. And you might speak something I don't believe, but keep speaking it. That's cool. That's what you should be doing. All right, guys, I'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We got so much more to talk about. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> What's your name again? John Raz? Fortoed and Lexi. Oh, I meant to Fortoed? Sure. Oh, Poor no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Fortoed and Lexi. You know, I don't, that's how like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Man, you hear this bullshit they be talking? Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? It's wild. Listen. Bin Laden didn't blow up projects. It was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Down the tower. Tell the truth, nigga. No allegiance, nigga, fuck the president's speeches I'm baptized by America and covered in leeches The dirty water that bleaches your soul and your facial features Drowning you in propaganda that they spit through the speakers And if you speak about the evil that the government does The Patriot Act to track you to the type of your blood They try to frame you and say you was trying to sell drugs And throw a federal indictment on niggas to show you love This shit is run by fake Christians, fake politicians Look at their mansions and look at the conditions you live in All they talk about is terrorism or terrorism Television. They tell you to listen, but they don't really tell you their mission. They funded Al Qaeda, and now they blame the Muslim religion. Even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician, they gave him billions of dollars, and they funded his purpose. Fahrenheit 9 11, that's just scratching the surface. Bin Laden didn't blow up projects. It was yo, nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Still fighting Saddam, but that's bullshit. I'll show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'll be warfare to Harlem and Washington Heights. I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream. I'll be fighting for my people's survival and self-esteem. I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the South, my nigga. I'll be fighting to keep the occupation out, my nigga. You ever clock someone who talks shit or look at you wrong? Imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms. And of course, Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons. We sold them that shit after Ronald Reagan's election. Mercenary contractors fighting a new era. Corporate military banking off the war on terror. They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack. Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack. So I'm strapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle. These bullets are touch your kids. And I don't mean like Michael. Your body be sent to the morgue. Stripped down and recycled. I fire on house niggas that support you and like you. Cause innocent people get murdered in the struggle daily. And poor people never get shit and struggle daily. This ain't no alien conspiracy theory. This shit is real. Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal. Y'all don't rap with dead presidents. I'd rather see the president dead. It's never been said, but I said precedence. Bin Laden blow up projects. It 
What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news, and um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex.
All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. It is Tuesday, the 3rd of November. All right, guys, got your break on, got everything rolling good. Got some freedom music to just get ready for. That's all I think everybody around the world wants is some freedom. That's one of the things I want is just some freedom and not people interfering in, in, in my life and with what I want to do with my life. As long as I'm not hurting you, what does it matter? Why does it matter what I do if I'm not hurting you? Just leave me alone. Let me be free. That's all we want. Just be free. Leave me alone, please. No. All right, sorry. Got a little crazy there. It's all right. You know, freedom is measured on many plateaus, many different levels. We look at freedom. We try to decide if it's the ability to, to speak freely, if it's the ability to carry a gun, if it's the ability to not vaccinate your child. There's many different fronts that we fight for freedom. And that's good. We should all continue to fight for the freedoms we believe in, as long as they don't impose on my freedoms or your freedoms. And one of the big debates right now, we got the uh, meeting coming up, I guess it's December or January, whatever the hell it is. The, the big global climate change meeting that we're going to sign all these deals at and everything's going to be just fine after we sign these deals. I have an issue with that. I don't, I, I don't believe in man-made global warming to the level they try to tell us. Yes, I do believe we have a slight impact on the environment. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I believe that you and I, those of us just going to work every day and doing our jobs don't have quite the impact that maybe the uh, U.S. Navy might have or uh, large corporations might have, like airline industry. So I don't fly, so I really would care less if uh, we limited airline flights. We made it harder and more expensive. I I like people being able to travel, of course, but I don't fly, so it really won't affect me, right? Maybe that's how you have to look at it. IPCC lead author 25 years of failed global warming policies have made us poor. Wait, what? Did they say that? I, I, I could swear that as we have been pushing for this stuff over the, the, the very many years that uh, they've been pushing on it. I, many people have said that it was going to cause our nation to, to become poorer. Environmental economics, economist sorry, Richard Toll wants the world to deal with global warming, but his data shows the past 25 years of climate policies in rich countries have done nothing to fundamentally tackle the issue. If anything, Toll argues, current and past climate policies have only served to make most people a little poorer while benefiting those in politically favored industries or with connections to powerful politicians. 25 years of climate policy has made most of us a little poorer, told told an audience gathered at the Libertarian Cato Institute, Friday, Cato Institute Friday, adding that such policies also made some of us a little richer, referring to those getting green energy subsidies and government grants. In Toll's view, the climate policies have been more about re- rewarding allies with rents and subsidies rather than emission reduction. Toll, no skeptic of man-made global warming, argued current policies to cut emissions have done nothing to change the trend in carbon dioxide emission, 
uh, emissions reduced over the past 25 years. Basically, U.S. and European climate regulators have not caused emissions to be reduced any faster. So all these, these, these laws and these, these rules governing our emissions isn't making a difference? Is that what he's trying to say? CO2 intensity in the economy has come down, Toll said, but you can't really see a trend break in 1990. It just seems that the, the last 20 years were a continuation of the trends of 20 years before. So does that mean man-made global warming isn't really real? Or the impact of man-made global warming isn't what they're trying to tell us it is? And this, if true for the United States, where there has been some climate policy, but is also true for some of the countries, Germany, Japan, United Kingdom, who have constantly claimed to be in climate policy and claim to have done a whole lot to reduce their emissions, Toll said. It's just not visible in the data. It's just not visible in the data. So, wait. Why are we doing this? Could it just be nature? I mean, we've had extreme climates in the past. It was so funny. I was looking this up one day, and I came across an article where they were blaming... Oh, what were they? They were they were blaming humans for uh, the increase of temperature in like 600 BC. It was the funniest thing how they blamed humans for global warming at that time. I just couldn't believe it when I read it. I forget why why I came across this article. I was I was doing research on the something, so I'm not going to continue to to get into the China uh, treaties and what the article continues to go about. There's only like a few more paragraphs. If you want to read it, it's Daily Caller. Uh, IPP, IPCC, IPCC lead author, 25 years of failed global warming policies, if you want to read it. It's on my Twitter also, at Sean Raz. You can read that. But to go along with that, and it kind of, it kind of shows you what their intent might be. Maybe there is an intent, intent, to this, to this complete, utter, ridiculous notion that human beings have the ability to destroy this planet in the way we're living now. Yeah, now, if we decided to launch a bunch of nukes, we could destroy the planet. But really, all it will do is kill us off, and the planet will recover. It might take a long time, and human beings may not be here anymore. It'll get back eventually. It always does. When Mother Nature, I've always said this, when Mother Nature is done with us, she will shake us off like a bunch of fleas off the back of a dog. We are going to push it to a point where we will not be here anymore. Will that be 10 years from now? Will that be 100 years from now? Will that be 2,000 years from now? I don't have a time machine. I don't know. I'd like to believe that, that humanity has a lot more time here. But with people like this around, who knows? Bill Gates says that capitalism, or capitalism cannot save us from climate change. The world's richest man, Bill Gates, has said that the private sector is too selfish and ineffect, ineffective, inefficient, I'm sorry, to produce effective energy alternatives to fossil fuels. 
while announcing his plan to spend $2 billion of his own wealth on green energy. During an interview with The Atlantic, the Microsoft founder called on fellow billionaires to help make the U.S. fossil free by 2050 with similar philanthropy. There's no future to be made, even if you have a new energy source that costs the same as today and emits no CO2. It will be uncertain compared with what's tried and true and already operating at unbelievable scale and has gotten through all the regulatory problems. Without a sustained, substantial carbon tax, there's no incentive for investors or yeah, invest in innovators or plant buyers to switch. Since World War II, U.S. government R&D has defined the state of the art in almost every area. The private sector is in general inept. <coughs> that tells you something in itself. The clack... We won't even get into that. Remember, the U.S. government runs the patent office. Just, just saying. The climate problem has to be solved in rich countries. China and the U.S. and Europe have to solve CO2 emissions. And when they do, hopefully they'll make it cheap enough for everyone else. We have to fix it, guys. We have to fix it. Basically, he's calling, and I, I know the, the, where I got it from, it was titled, He's Calling for Socialism. And that's really what he's calling for. He's calling for the governments to take control of, of how we live, to change our daily routines. I got a problem with that. I hope you do, too. It's all those, <clears throat> excuse me, it's all those things that just make you wonder why they push for certain things. The one guy who believes in climate change is questioning whether we are actually doing anything when we're supposedly doing a lot. I mean, we spend billions of dollars a year. Not billions. We spend a lot of money a year. I don't know the number, so I don't want to make up a number. Because then, you know, oh, I'm just throwing numbers out. Don't want to do that. I want to get into the Russian plane, I think, in the next segment. And we'll get into some Russia talk of what's going on over there and and what we've seen. How about, how about we do, what we got, five minutes here or so before we take another break? How about we discuss some law enforcement stuff? Would you guys like that? Would you like to talk about law enforcement for a little bit? <laughs> Sorry, I was... Scrolling through my Twitter briefly there to see where that was. Those of you who don't know, at Sean Raz, if you want to follow, please. I, I try to get through it during the show. I'll always answer you, even if I don't answer you during the show. Some people I ignore. You'll figure out who those people are. Buzzy? No, I'm kidding. I don't ignore you. I, well, I try to, but it's not very easy. Quentin Tarantino says, Police boycotts don't intimidate him. I'm not a cop hater. For those of you who don't know, he was at a at a rally last week. I think it was Monday of last week. Uh, an anti-cop rally, as they like to say. They can't call it. They have to call it anti-cop rally. It can't be a, a police accountability rally. It has to be anti-cop. It can't be, hey, we want you to follow the same rules that you're enforcing on us, rally. It's got to be anti-cop. I'm not anti-cop. I want accountability. I want the bad ones put away. There's a great story of a, a Los Angeles uh, sheriff who who's going to jail. 
for allowing other officers to beat a, a man that was there to visit his brother because he had a cell phone. He's going to jail. Great quote out of that. Let me see if I can find it real quick. So I got the story right here, of course. There you go. Thank you. Great quote out of that story. Uh, he's a Los Angeles, uh, part of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, he's a sergeant. He was a supervisor. And he watched five other deputies beat down this guy in February of 2011. U.S. District Judge George King ordered Gonzalez into custody immediately, saying, you have abused your authority and corrupted the very system you were sworn to uphold. It wasn't a blatant crime. It, It was a blatant crime, no different than one committed by any street criminal, except that it was worse because it was because it was committed by a law enforcement officer, the judge further said. The best thing about this... Where is it here? There's a great quote the judge said. Where is it? Where did it go? Oh, he said that he was doing this to send a message to other law enforcement. I can't find the exact quote. Where the hell did it go? Sentence. Judge rejects. You hate when this happens. I, I, I know I read it in there earlier. Where did it go? Uh, anyway. So, there you go. An officer going to jail for a reason. For something he should go to jail for. It's good to see. I'm glad. I know some of you might hate me for saying that. I wouldn't think many, but I, I definitely guess some of you would. So where was I going? Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Under fire from law enforcement groups across the country, Director Quentin, Ta- Quentin Tarantino said Tuesday that his remarks condemning police brutality have been misrepresented to demonize him and deflect away f- attention away from the issue. All cops are not murderers. Tarantino told the, t- the Times in his first public response to the courtesy uh, controversy, I never said that. I never even implied that. What they're doing is pretty obvious, he said. Instead of dealing with the incidents of police brutality that those people were bring- bringing up, instead of examining the problem of police brutality in, in this country, better than singling me out, and their message is very clear. It's to shut me down. It's to discredit me. It is to intimidate me. It is to shut my mouth. And even more important than that, it is to send a message out to any other prominent person that might feel the need to join the side of the argument. I work with a guy, Shannon Burke, ShannonBurkeShow.com. Uh, I do a segment with him weekly, every single Tuesday. And we were talking about, or they were talking about this during their show about Tarantino and what he said. And their comment was that they wish that these important people out there would just shut up and make their movies. If I'm not mistaken, the art form of making a movie is to also have political messages sometimes. I mean, you can go back to the 30s and 40s, and there are political movies back then. That, that said a lot more. And the same things we're saying today. I stand by Tarantino. I agree with what he's going after. 
This is not about hating cops. This is not about wanting dead cops. This is about wanting police held accountable for the actions, for their actions. And yes, it is a hard job to do. And yes, there are times where the most extreme happens. And there was no other option for that officer. I will totally agree with that. But there are there are also times where there is no option for the suspect, for somebody who may have been innocent. I mean, there was a story this past week about a cop that was uh, shot at. I believe he was even actually hit by someone, and the cop returned fire and shot the wrong person because he thought it was the person that shot him. I mean, how can you discharge a weapon as a law enforcement officer? in the vicinity of other people and not be 100% sure that that's the person that just shot you. You'd think they'd still have a gun in their hand. I mean, you'd look for the gun before anything, I would think. <whistles> Forgot to turn my phone off. That was my, what is that, periscope. I don't use it very often. I should use it more often. So anyway, I think you guys get the point of the story. And what I was trying to articulate, I'd like to believe it. <laughs> but then again, sometimes I can be very monotone and very boring, and maybe I'm not getting my point. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on law enforcement. Um, I've been doing that a lot, and I want to move on to some other things. i got a bunch of other stuff pulled up here. Uh, much more to talk about. Again, 941 uh, I, I gladly accept your phone calls we can discuss whatever it is your little heart desires we all live in different realities there's no doubt about that they're trying to form a one unified reality but as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to and that is liberty freedom justice for all um which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority.
the television is telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold. And then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it. And, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world. Because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way... Then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... Hey, if this is going to be another cum, cum trail... Cum, <laughs> I've, I've got lesbians and he's got cum trails. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. Never ever do it on purpose. 
live is the police man. Why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Police Man, them tickets you wrote for me costed over a grand. Didn't think that I was speeding, but you got me because. And since I know you wouldn't tell a lie, I guess that I was. Kind of struggling, so to not pay them is threatening my freedom. Thanks for showing up to court to make sure I didn't beat them. And we don't make it easy when we see y'all coming. Instead of just letting you beat us, we be struggling and running. I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick. Sorry. And by the way, the taste and that pepper spray did the trick. I'm still walking funny. Hope my vision kicks back in I know that I was wrong, sir I'll never jaywalk again Somebody told me you was jealous Cause that car was brand new I said the police jealous? That can never be true Maybe one day I can be as clever as you You care about us So you monitor whatever we do Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Police Man. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kicked that dude all in his face and beat the case, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it. Yeah. Dear Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. This is Brad Friedman from BradDrive.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. All right, guys, welcome back to First 52, going into the second hour here. Don't forget, after me tonight, you have uh, Scott Ledger with Dangerous Conversations. 8 o'clock, Dangerous Conversations. I always used to say Dangerous Conversations. That's not right. But right now, you're listening to the First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. And we got so much more to talk about, because you know what? I'll be there for you. I told you I was going to be using older music as we as we move forward. I I just like this music. I miss it. So happy. I know I said that last week too, didn't I? 
I will take any phone calls that you guys want to bring, 941-421-0401. Uh, give me a call. We can discuss anything you like to. I've got no issues. And, uh, you know, that's a good good topic there, Jeff. So please, give me a holler if you want to give a call. I, I, I love getting phone calls. I don't get a lot. I don't mind getting them. Well, we wait to see if we do get any follow. I am following you on Periscope, Buzzy. It just I really don't want to listen to you that often. Dear, uh, yeah, yeah, Josh, uh, K. Rhino, Dear Mr. Policeman. I know it's a good song. I like it. Good, good song. So, anywho, um, we said we were going to do some marijuana talk tonight. And, you know, I like to talk about marijuana. There's nothing wrong about talking about marijuana. It's, uh, it's a lovely plant. Lovely, lovely plant. So, we get two different stories out there of marijuana and what they do for us. I'm waiting to make sure I got this connection here. That's why I'm stuttering and stalling. Uh, as I said, I'm taking any phone calls. I got a call here, 513 would be the area code. How you doing? Awesome. Who am I? You on Hang on, let me turn you down. Yeah, yeah, please do that. Who am I speaking with? Uh, my name's Jeff. All right, I'm Jeff. Uh, from Cincinnati, and we actually have, uh, you know, one of the ballots speaking of marijuana, and uh, it's just interesting how it's so confusing the way they always have to pose these things. Like, there's a one issue is if they want to allow a monopoly, and then the other is, do you want to legalize it? But if you vote wrong on one, you'll, you know, take away the other one. Yeah, and you know, my boss and I were talking about this today, where uh, I think it's ballot three, if I'm not mistaken. I might be off on the number, uh, but they want to make it to where only corporations can run it. It's, it's ballot two? Yeah, number two and number three. So the, the one is the corporate monopoly issue, which basically uh, Ohio, I guess, I didn't know they had any monopoly rules in Ohio, so it was a federal thing. Anyway, um, but, but if you think it, and I try to explain this to some younger people that don't like that, they want it to be like, you know, the world's a commune or something where you can just do whatever you want and you, you can sell it legally like you have this one illegally. But uh, it, it, reality says if you want to buy liquor in the state of Ohio, you have to go to a special store. And if you really want this to be legal, if you really want to have it, we're not locking up. Uh, people for nonviolent crimes for something as silly as marijuana, for God's sake, um, then you almost have to allow it to become a monopoly, I think. I don't see any other way around it. Well, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, I do believe that in any laws passed, uh, there should be provision for you to be allowed to grow some at your own house as long as they don't prove that you're distributing it. I, I have no problem with, with it becoming a monopoly, shall we call it. It's no well, different. Let's open up the door to make it legal. I think a lot of this other stuff will die down. What's really good, though, no matter what happens with this particular election, it's got people talking. It's got people who otherwise would, let's say, for example, I'm, I'm a pretty clean-cut, suit-and-tie-wearing guy. I probably am not going to bring up what I choose to do or not do with regard to that particular recreational drug. Right. But now people are talking about it. And it's a good thing. So I, I totally agree with you. I have family members that are reaching out and, and questioning about it and even ex, you know experimenting with it to see if it helps them with their diseases, and it is. Uh, you know, There's room for, for doctors. There's room for that science. Uh, but we also have to make room for, for things that are healthier and that you know, we're not seeing. Uh, I don't know if you saw the study came out a couple weeks ago. They were talking about how uh, 66% of the people prescribed antidepressants don't fit the criteria to be on those antidepressants. You know, well, 
have to change the criteria, I suppose. Well, and that's what they do, unfortunately. Uh, we, we've seen that happen with the, uh, what's the, psychi- the psychiatrist manual that they have. They, they just keep increasing, and it went from, you know, 60 pages when it was first written to like four or 500 pages now of different disorders that are associated to, to uh, psychological problems. Uh, and, and then right. you wonder why we see all these shootings and all these different things when, when literally 66% of the nation is on something they shouldn't be. No, it's interesting to do that when you talk about the shootings and stuff. I am of the camp, and I know that uh, the gentleman who you share this um, uh, radio program with, Mr. Blood, doesn't necessarily agree with all these, but when you, when you, this is part of the becoming a truth thing and how you will watch the mainstream news and begin to dissect it. And, uh, you know, I look for loopholes, and it's almost like it's a disease. I sometimes wish I could just go back, you know, just being, you know, rooting for my football team and saying, well, uh, America. But, you know, when I see some of these things, they look so blatantly scripted. And then when you watch the follow-up interviews, it just, to me, seems all so fake. And once you become a truther, unfortunately, you're now cursed with looking at life uh, through a different lens. Right. Now, I, this could be a good thing or a bad thing. Right. But, but in, in, it could be a bad thing in the sense that, if, let's say, for example, we use religion, that my religion is uh, someone who's just converted me to the truth religion. So do I have to be uh, telling everybody about why they should consider con- converting to my religion? You know, that's one issue that you struggle with when you feel like you can't talk to anybody. That's why listening to you know, uh, like programs like yours, for example, it's, it's almost like me going to church. It's for me to kind of dip myself in a pool where I'm with like-minded individuals because I can't talk about a lot of stuff, you know, unless it's another truther guy, and then somebody starts going on about flat earth or, oh God, or whatever. Yeah. But, and that's that's one of the issues. And I agree with you on that. You know, when I first got in, how long have you been, uh, let's call it awake? How long have you been aware of what's going on? Oh, geez, at least five years. Okay, so you're about the same time. You're about the same timetable I am. Mine was about uh, when my son was born. About oh eight is when I started going. Wait a second, something's not. I mean, I always. I always questioned JFK. I always questioned whether aliens were real or not. You know, the, the basic conspiracy that everybody kind of gets involved with. But, but being deep into it, I'm about five or six years myself. And in the beginning of it, I was Mr., you know, that's all I could talk about. No matter where I was, no matter what I was doing, I had to bring this conversation up. Now, that's why I enjoy doing the radio show because I can take the rest of my life and live it as a as almost a normal human being. You know, it comes up every once in a while, but I can I can get it all out in this two hour period and the other segments I do here and there with other uh, radio personalities, and it makes me be able to enjoy the other parts of life because I was that guy, I, I, exactly like you described. You know, get past it, and it would would really kind of once I got to where I was very convinced. I mean, okay, smoking gun building setup, right? So once, <laughs> once, I, once I kind of got to where I was convinced that things were not as I was led to believe, then I decided, well, now I'm going to make sure that I am the smartest guy in the room because I don't, if anyone dares call me a conspiracy theorist, I'm going to light him up like Steve Martin did in that movie where he had the long nose. You remember that? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Roxanne. Best nose jerk you can make, you know, and, and uh, you know, and I, I've got to be, I mean, I was flat out addicted to, um, you know, watching, you know, Loose Change, for example, and then I got turned on to Corbett, and oh my God, this guy, he researched everything down at the molecular level to where he had any dispute, for God's sake. Then I'm listening to Corbett one time, and he has interviewed this guy I never heard of named Jack Blood. Yep. Then, oh my God, I can't turn this guy off. 
you know, I'm a car salesman. He comes on. I got my freaking uh, run the radio with my earphones on, trying to duck some customers because I can't turn off Jack Love. And then one night, I'm getting ready to head up to the pool. Jack Love's almost over, but this other show comes on, and it's you. You know, I can't turn your show off. It's like, and I, and I can't help. I, I have got to get smarter and smarter and smarter. Well, it helps, man. It really does. It helps you get through. You know that you're making the right decision. And, you know, I have the same. I found Jack Blood by a whim. The guy on after me, Scott Ledger, he did a show on with Bubba. I don't know if you were listening earlier where I played the review. Um, but, you know, he did a show on his station. And I ended up working with him, and that's how I got here. And then that's how I found Jack Blood. And now Jack Blood and I work together, and it, it's the way we have to do it. And, and one of the biggest issues that I have, and we'll wrap it up with this, one of the biggest issues I have in doing all of this is we're not going to agree on everything. You know, you may think that uh, uh, Sandy Hook never happened. I'm just making, I'm just saying that. I don't know if you believe that or not. I'm just saying you might think Sandy Hook never happened, but you believe that 9-11 uh, was an inside job and that there was something wrong there. Well, we don't need to battle each other on the front of the one thing we don't agree on. We should we should unite on the things we do agree on. And those things we don't agree on, even though some of them are very important, uh, I, I think some of them get so spun. Because I've got people, Kurt Haskell, I'm sure you've heard Kurt Haskell's interviews before. He's a great guy. I, I, he researches a lot of these shootings that have been happening very in-depth. You know, and, and it's good. I don't necessarily agree with all of his angle, but he brings out things that, that is evidence that you can look at and, and we can decipher it together and work through it and get to a final answer, maybe. And that's what we all that believe that there's more going on than what we're promote, than what's promoted to us on MSN. That's where we all need to unite and try to push away those differences. Michelle, I'll agree with you. I know you want to end the call. I've got uh, the, the issue that I have with it is that I think that the more people need to become somewhat enlightened. And, you know, for a guy like me to find shows like yours and Jack's and so on is one thing, but you can't take the average housewife out of a suburban American household and say, hey, listen to this Jack Blood. I think you'll really like it. And listen to Sean. They're not going to buy into it. But if you could just get people to think and just say, let me ask you a question. How many buildings fell on 911? They don't know. Yeah, they, they don't know. care. Yeah, they don't pay attention to it. They don't. They don't get it. Uh, Jeff, I really appreciate your call, man, and, and that was a great conversation. That's the kind of stuff I like to do, man, and I appreciate you listening. And I'm glad you found me through. Jeff. Me, and, I, and, I, and I, like I said, I can't turn it off, Sean. So keep on going, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Have a great evening. Bye bye. See, that was a right, great call. We had a good conversation, and and I, I'm glad to hear that people are are intrigued by what you know. I am not the smartest man in the world. I just. I give you my opinion. Sometimes my opinion is completely off base. Sometimes it makes absolute no sense. Down the road, maybe it does. You know, sometimes it may end up end up making sense in the long run. Uh, so we'll keep trucking. We'll keep pushing along. And um, you know, you guys keep sharing uh, Jack's show, my show, any show that you think can bring somebody to light of what's going on. Maybe you know this person real well, and you can tell that this show would be better for them to watch or listen to, or maybe this documentary is the one to present them. It's up to you guys to continue this growth. And Jeff, I, I awesome call, man. I appreciate your time. All right, let's get back to marijuana. You know, I love my marijuana. It's definitely got to go legal all the way across the country. You know, there was a, uh, an article I didn't get to a few weeks ago, something about uh, what's his face from, uh, from uh, Vari- uh, um, oh, Jesus, what am I trying to say? Branson, Branson, that's his name. Something about a leaked UN document saying all nations should just decriminalize 
drugs in general. Great idea. I hope that happens. Uh, this study here says new study finds marijuana. I didn't hit share. Get out of here. Don't want that. No, that's not what I wanted either. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, new study finds marijuana 100 times less toxic than alcohol, safer than tobacco. Okay. That's a great bunch of information to look at. Why is it still illegal? Why are we still dealing with this? Well, because then let's switch over to the propaganda machine. What does the propaganda machine want to say about marijuana? A spike in murders all around the region has many people asking why. But in Prince George's County, where murders are up nearly 30 percent, the top prosecutor has found herself in some hot political water for offering an answer that's not too popular with some. And Scott Broom is in Upper Marlboro tonight, where state's attorney Angela also Brooks and the police are now refusing to talk more about what she had to say. Scott? Well, that's because this is a hot-button political issue. Also, Brooks blamed the alarming spike in murders here on the decriminalization of marijuana, which is popular public policy here. One reason she declined to speak to us about it today, and her spokesman backtracked it, saying her comments were only theories. Here is what Angela Alsobrooks said in a radio appearance Friday on WAMU's Kojo Namdi show. But we believe marijuana, the decriminalization of marijuana has really driven a lot of the violence that we have seen this year in Prince George's in the homicides what? in particular. Well, what we are seeing is that they are now we're fighting for turf because we no longer have the ability to search um, individuals who have small amounts of marijuana. We are you know, also concerned that we are having individuals who have possessed guns. Um, who are not searched. It's controversial because marijuana decriminalization is popular in Maryland, especially in Prince George's, where even also Brooks has said too many young African-American men have been derailed by low-level nonviolent drug convictions. Today, she refused an interview to explain because her spokesman said her ideas are a theory that statistics have not yet proven. Police also refused to answer specific questions. It was clear also Brooks had stepped in it politically. <laughs> a potential rival in a 2016 matchup for county executive, Council President Mel Franklin really kept his criticism uh, measured. So I think it's too soon to tell whether anything related to the marijuana decriminalization has to do with any uptick in violence in the county. I think the other thing we want to think a lot about is, you know, that issue was tied directly to uh, reducing sort of this trend that we've had across the country of mass incarceration of, of young black men for low-level nonviolent drug offenses. There have been 61 murders in Prince George's County this year compared to 43 at this time last year. Marijuana offenses for small quantity possession net you nothing more than the equivalent of a traffic ticket now in Maryland. Also, Brooks also has a long history of supporting so-called diversion programs to divert prosecutions of low-level drug crimes into drug court and counseling rather than uh, taking people to court and giving them convictions. Reporting live in Prince George's County, Scott Broom, WUSA 9. So we'll get your money. Okay, Scott, thanks a lot for that. In a written statement, Prince George's County Police today called the illegal drug trade a contributing factor to the murder rate and said they're constantly analyzing trends, but the department would not comment on any link between marijuana decriminalization and the violence. Well, of course they won't, because there is none. Every I, I've never met a pot dealer, all right? I've smoked weed for a very, very long time, allegedly. I've never met a dealer that sold dr that sold pot, marijuana, weed, hash grass, whatever you want to call it. I've never met a drug dealer, a pot dealer, 
that would shoot you for not paying him a fifty dollars for his bag. You just won't get sold another bag. Uh, you buy a quarter or, or you buy a, a, an ounce. All right, you go to the guy three hundred bucks. You don't ever pay him. Yeah, if he sees you, he might you know give you a good head nod. He's not going to shoot you. He'll make sure it's hard for you to get weed. But he's not going to shoot you. I mean, what these people just the the blah, that comes out of their mouth makes absolutely no sense to me. But that's all it is. They don't make any sense. They make this shit up as they go along. We got the stupid uh, uh, governor of California trying to blame the wildfires and and using false statements saying that that's why it's there and it's global warming, global warming, with no evidence, no no factors pointing to that. It's just ludicrous. It's time for people to think a little more. It's time to, to put down the TV remote. Step outside and talk to your fellow human beings. There's a lot of people out there that smoke pot. I work for an apartment complex. We've got 178 units. I'm not a stupid man. When I go into somebody's apartment to fix something, I can tell if they're pot smokers or not. Oh, somebody's getting in trouble. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Lots of people smoke pot. It's not a deadly drug. It's not something we should be doing this over. It's not something people kill each other over. It's just not. First of all, find me somebody who's stoned that's going to want to kill somebody. I love when I'm doing a radio show and my wife's friends message me on Facebook to tell her that my son hung up on her and to get her. I'm busy. Gloria, leave me alone. I'm doing radio right now. All right, one more break, guys, and then we'll wrap up the final little bit of the first 52. Don't forget, 8 o'clock, Dangerous Conversation, Scott Ledger, show number three on Raz Radio. I think we'll probably learn a little bit more about his future tonight, uh, maybe some other stations that he may be working with. And I applaud him. I'm glad he's back. A friend of mine. Always will be. All right, guys, first 52 will return in a couple minutes. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. There is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.
if we needed a new world order, we've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. I think the new world order is emerging. We had a real chance at this new world order. An order in which the credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN founders. Friday nights at 7 o'clock on RazRadioLive.com. It's one of America's most popular radio programs. It's the LRWS. Don't believe us? Just ask Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. People are allowed to be morons. They're allowed to be stupid. They're allowed to think idiotic thoughts. So during your Friday night plans, make sure that you take Lawrence Ross, Thomas Lakeman, and Matt Davis with you. Dumb Florida morons. Make sure you give these guys a call at 941-421-0401. Get off the phone with me, you wacky prick. That number again is 941 941- 421-0401. They're driving me fucking nuts over here, Chief. It's the LRWS. You suck! Each and every Friday evening. On RazRadioLive.com.
Guys, we only got a, about 12, 15 minutes left to, together here on the first fifty-two on Raz Radio Live.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I've had an enjoyable show. You know, every once in a while, when you have a show and you're getting towards the end of it, you, you think about the show you just had and you realize, you know what? That was a fun ass show. I really enjoyed doing tonight's show. I feel I got somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I got nowhere. It all depends on how you look at things, you know. I'm very happy with tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. we got a little bit more to talk about because I do want to get into the Russia, uh, Syria, U.S. deal. I want to touch on that briefly. Uh, we've got this... We've got this uh, plane getting... Uh, getting... I'm sorry, let me rephrase it. We have this plane crashing, a Russian plane, leaving that region, Egypt area. Lots of questions behind that. My personal opinion, I definitely do not believe it was a rocket. There's only a few countries that could give a rocket with that capability to those people. And one's their ally and one's not. So I don't think it was a rocket. Could it have been an onboard explosive? Yes, it could have. If uh, satellite data is detecting... Uh, heat flashes at the time the Russian jet, Russian jetliner went down, but it's not detecting trails. It's not detecting a heat heat source from where this was launched from. Uh, I'm willing to believe it was an onboard explosive device if it was an explosive device. It's easier to hide who supplied that item compared to hiding who supplied a rocket that might take down a plane. Get my point? So, what happened with the Russian flight? You know, I got to give Shannon Burke some credit. 
guy I work with on Tuesdays. I do an hour segment on his show, uh, another internet show right now. He brought up a great point. What if this was Russia's form of 9-11? A little, you know, smaller casualty level. But what if this was a false flag by Russia? What if there wasn't even anybody on that plane? Well, we do have this document here in America called Operation Northwood that, uh, you know, planned on flying remote aircraft, simulating other aircraft to think that it was shot down. Is Russia trying to build support for this war that's coming? I don't know. I don't have that answer. It's, it's an interesting theory. And i and I got to be honest, that never crossed my mind, that theory. That idea never crossed my mind until somebody who does not believe in conspiracy theories suggested it today. Well, because, you know, everybody wants to not support Putin. I mean, nobody wants to support Putin, even though he's doing what our own government couldn't do. Well, that's because we were supporting the guys that he's killing, and we didn't want them to lose because we wanted to do a regime change yet again in another country, which haven't we learned through history that these regime changes don't work? Oh, or, or do they work in the benefit of the global elite, the people that want separation and divide? Hmm. A lot of things to think about there. Lots and lots of things to think about. So what do they say about this this Russian jet, this Russian Welcome airliner? Welcome to CBS This Morning. An American spy satellite may help solve the mystery of what caused a Russian airliner to crash. CBS News has learned the satellite detected a flash of heat over Egypt's Sinai Peninsula Saturday when the jetliner vanished from radar. Wreckage is spread over miles, indicating the plane broke apart at a high altitude. Investigators today will begin analysis of the aircraft's data and voice recorders. They could shed light on what brought down the Airbus 23 minutes after takeoff from Sharm el-Sheikh, killing all 224 people aboard. Alan Pizzi is in Cairo with new details on the investigation. Alan, good morning. Good morning. The plane's owners insist it wasn't their fault. Russian officials are saying it's inappropriate to link the crash to Moscow's military actions in Syria, and the hunt for clues grinds on. The puzzle of what caused the crash got a new piece with the detection of the heat flash by the U.S. infrared satellite. If the flash was from the plane, analysts say it could have been caused by an explosion in a fuel tank or engine as a result of mechanical failure. But a bomb still cannot be ruled out, according to U.S. Director of National Intelligence James Clapper. Well, we don't have any uh, direct evidence of any um, terrorist involvement yet. In an exclusive interview with the BBC, Egyptian President Abdul Fattah el-Sisi dismissed claims by an ISIS affiliate that it brought down the plane as propaganda. This is one way to damage the stability and security of Egypt and the image of Egypt, he said. The definitive answer probably lies in the black boxes, the cockpit voice and flight data recorders, which are described as being in good condition. Analysis of them is scheduled to begin today here in Egypt. Russian search officials said emergency services units started the third stage of the desert operation, expanding the area to 12 square miles. Even as they gather evidence and passengers' belongings, another plane carrying back bodies arrived in St. Petersburg, the ill-fated airliner's scheduled final destination. Officials there said at least 10 bodies have been identified, 
but warned that the process of identifying all the victims could take several weeks. Here in Egypt, the U.S. Embassy has extended its travel ban for staffers in the Sinai Peninsula to include the previously permitted resort of Sharm el-Sheikh. They say it's a precautionary measure until the outcome of the investigation is known. Gail? Alan, busy in Cairo. Thank you. Lots of information there. Lots of things to, to, to think about as we listen to that report. I was, you know, U.S. satellites are detecting this. I'm throwing out a false flag statement. Uh, I believe Scott and Jack were talking about how the U.S. and Russia are working together with their bombings now. I, I don't know. I mean, that's I don't have those answers. I really wish I could really answer those answers. I, I know that uh, your newswire, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there follow that. They're claiming that uh, this was kind of set up. Uh, the Ukrainian WikiLeaks website leaked a transcript showing that Senator John McCain had plotted the crash of a plane over Syria and had planned on blaming it on Russia just one day before the Russian passenger plane crashed over the Sunni Peninsula. Now, again, we don't know what these, you know, it's hard to vet this stuff real fast. Makes you wonder. Uh, We've heard reports that Russia claims to know the truth of 9-11, but yet we never see that information come out. It's just a lot of things. You know, we don't know who's working with who. And and all the support I threw to Putin might have been falling into the whole plan of the elite to begin with. Where do we, where, that's the word, this is what Jeff was talking about. Or caller Jeff from earlier. This is what he was talking about. Once you get the conspiracy mind, you can't turn it off. And you don't know where to stop. And it makes it difficult. Sometimes you have to step back and try to rationally look at things and, and eliminate that conspiracy mind. But it's so hard to do that. It really is. When we know so many of these conspiracies are true. Or at least we believe they're true. I mean, it's not a conspiracy that our current uh, death by law enforcement... I'm just going to refresh this page just to make sure we're still accurate because it changes, you know, every moment. Oh, look... It, from two hours ago, killed by police 2015, killed by police.net. <laughs> Excuse me. When I started the show tonight, we were at a thousand people killed by law enforcement. We are now at 1,001. It's November for uh, 3rd. We have two, almost three months left of this year. We're almost to the where we were last year. And at this rate, we're going to break last year. Now, listen, I'm not saying, and I've, I'll say this again and again and again and again. I'm not saying that all these people are innocent people that got killed. You go to the website, start at the top, read 10 stories. You decide. It's really that simple. I did it, you know, every Sunday I get up early, everybody's still sleeping, I'll sit down and I go through the top 10, 15 stories and I read them. This week I tweeted out some that I felt were were good police work. Tweeted out some I thought were bad police work. I don't want to see anybody killed. I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times. 
if you ask to be killed, then you asked for it. You pull a gun, you've asked for it. But beyond that, there's a lot of questions to be asked on the rest of them. All right, guys, my time is up with you. Oh, such a sad moment. Thanks for joining me tonight on the First 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I will be back on both stations next week. Stick around for Scott Ledger with Dangerous Conversation. Be happy. Be free. Remember that you're a human being. And you just have to continue to be that human being. And everything will be just fine. All right, guys. I love you. Be safe. Peace out. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through. What it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this red race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination space. Sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go No.
guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 